All right, and welcome to this week's episode of Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my co-host, Tanner File. This episode is brought to you by BetUS.com, a.k.a. America's Sportsbook. Go check out the link in the episode description. But Tanner, it is actually you and I on the podcast, no other person. We had a little bit of an imposter situation going on earlier today. But Tanner and I, back on, someone trying to be us, wish they were us, they ain't us. It's us, though, Tanner. How are you doing today? It's great to be here with you. I'm good, Casey. Uh, despite the rumors, Casey has not picked up a second language yet. No, that was not me but, this morning. <laughs> but obviously this week had a lot of events that have happened, big events. Yeah, man. We're not we're not crying because it's over. We're smiling because it happened. And of course, Tanner is referring to his guy, Tom Brady, walking away from the NFL, walking away from the game. We think we think so, at least. Right. You never know that guy. Tommy's still leaving out in the open, never giving us a definite yes or a no. But he retired. He's walking away. Tanner's feeling some type of the way. We're going to lower the lights for him later on and talk about it. But we got to start the show with the biggest topic at hand. The Super Bowl is this week, less than a week away, days away now from Super Bowl Eagles, Chiefs. So, you know, we got to go all things predictions, X factors. We're also going to actually rank who we think are the 10 best players in this year's Super Bowl and see if that has anything to do with who we are choosing. But all things Chiefs and Eagles to start the show. And then Tanner, like I said, to wrap up things up uh, here in the first half, he's going to talk about his guy, Tom Brady, walking away, his thoughts, his feelings. I'll dabble mine a little bit. Then Tanner's second half, I'm really getting excited. My type of, of, of sport here. Trade deadline starting to heat up in the NBA. In fact, the NBA just started. We blinked our eyes, and we're yeah, all of a sudden we're at the trade deadline. Trade deadline is on Thursday. We saw a major trade this week from Kyrie Irving being traded from the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. Surprise, surprise! It was not. It, it was not all hunky dory in Brooklyn, like one of us said. Tanner was, was gonna, right. But Kyrie Irving goes to Dallas. Another shot on another team, pairing up with another all-star in Luka Doncic. He is going to attempt to make this better than his last stop. But that's not before the that. Only- <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's not the only trade. We could have a bunch more trades happening before Thursday. Me and Case are going to break down a few of those potential trades moving forward. Yeah, a lot happening in the NBA. That's in the second half of the show. Stick around until then, but it is time Two teams remain in the NFL, and I think it's the two best teams, honestly, remaining in the NFL, probably at least. The ESPN at this point in time has it an even 50-50 split. You know, I know they're not always the most reliable. They had the, you know, like a 90 something percent chance the Celtics were going to beat the Warriors in the finals, right? So we can't always just, you know, book on what ESPN's putting out, but. 50-50 split. They're dead set in the, in, in the center. The Eagles are about a point and a half favorites right now. Tanner, let's start with this. Is it as tough for you as it has been for me to narrow it down to one of these two teams? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think maybe if you would have asked me yesterday, I probably would have had a different team that I thought was going to win. I feel like I go back and forth about four or five times a day on who I think is going to win this Super Bowl. Yeah. I think it's so close. Obviously... I, I don't think it's making any bold statement to say the Eagles are the better team. The Eagles up and down their roster have more talent. 
They're deeper pretty much everywhere. Yeah. But everywhere. on the other side, the Chiefs probably have the best at the two most important positions, quarterback and head coach. Yeah, it's hard to beat Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, right? They got those two players. So no matter no matter how many levels you want to look at, the Eagles are better than the Chiefs because they are. They're better than them at nearly every level. Def- secondary, yeah, a lot better. Defensive line, yeah. Offensive line, yeah. Receiving, yeah. Like they're better pretty much ever besides those two spots, which coincidentally are probably the most two important spots no matter how great your defense is which again i'm not going to take we're not taking anything away from how great philadelphia is we're just simply saying two of the spots that kansas city has an advantage in are probably the two most important if not two of the most important spots in head coach and quarterback i've been going back and forth all week too i probably had a different answer an hour ago than right now but i think i've decided hopefully you have as well um, talking about Philly, like you said, D-line, O-line, secondary receivers. Yeah, they're loaded. But I think I'm still leaning on the Kansas City side. You know why? Because they haven't been in this spot before in comparison to the other side, Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey. They've been in, what, two Super Bowls in the past four years. They've been in two Super Bowls. Eagles haven't been done there. They also, talking about Philadelphia, they haven't had – the toughest path to a Super Bowl. I think I think Kansas City did have a tough, tougher path. Not again, they had to pay a, a play a Daniel Jones led New York Giants team and then a San Francisco 49ers team that we didn't have a quarterback, and that's defense eroded and played their worst game of the season. Penalty is season high. Well, obviously, you're thing. gonna play your worst game of the season when you're playing a t- offense. When you're on the field and when, and you're on, when the, you're field on the field 24-7, 100%, right? So I'm not going to say it was a a, a walk, a, a moonwalk to, to the Super Bowl for Philadelphia, but it was not the toughest path. It was not like a, hey, they've been there. This path is like they just beat this team. Who's to say they can't go and beat Kansas City? San Francisco, it, it had the possibility, right? If Brock could have stayed healthy 100%, there was a possibility of that, but we haven't seen that game in the postseason yet. And I think for what the Chiefs don't have, you know, secondary, D-line, O-line, they make up for with experience almost in this one, right? Yeah, and I think we're maybe underselling how talented this Chiefs team is. Chiefs team has a lot of talent on the offensive defense. They're lines. the number one seed in the AFC. Yeah, like, like both their <laughs> offensive defensive lines are very good. Mm-hmm. They might have the best, if not the best, definitely a top three receiving tight end ever. And Travis Kelsey, who's yeah, which elevates still, that, still playing at the top top of his career. Yeah, he is as good as any receiver is. Yeah, he's better but than anything it, they have receiving on Philadelphia's side. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah. So this team is still very talented. Mm-hmm. They're just not the Eagles. They're, they're just not. <laughs> yeah, because who is? Yeah, they're the they're the most talented team in the NFL. Like yeah. from top to bottom, quarterback. We're, we're taking everything into consideration, right? Most complete team. I just think the one thing you said a long time ago is sticking with me. It's revenge tour, like revenge tour. You said that at the beginning of the year and like just keeps coming back. And I think they cap off the revenge tour with a Super Bowl victory. Like I I truly think the the experience on their side, I'm a little worried 
let me, you tell me what you think about this. It's going to look like Tampa Bay because of what that defensive front looks like and what that pressure is going to be coming after Mahomes with a little bit of a banged up ankle. He was banged up in that Super Bowl. I'm just a little concerned it's going to be Tampa all over again. Am I crazy for thinking that way? No, obviously the similarities are there where if this defensive line can really get after him, yeah. then he's going to have to move. The mobility is compromised yeah. but this offensive line is a lot better than the offensive line he played with against the bucks yeah it is i i think i'm also taking the chiefs but i i mean nothing will surprise me in this game if the eagles win by 20 i won't be surprised and I'm i, I might chiefs. be a little surprised but it's like that's how good a team they are and that'll show you how it much it matters having that complete roster and how at the end of the day the best roster is going to win in the NFL. That's what it's going to teach me if that happens, right? So I guess you're right. Maybe it's not that surprising, but man, that's how good Patrick Mahomes is. Like we expect him to yeah. be in this game. I know, we're not I mean, we just talked about how good the offense is, but like go player by player, <laughs> his wide receiver one, you know, not talking about tight end is Marquez Vandes Scandling, is it Juju Smith Schuster who is his number one receiver? Like, is it? Yeah, the Eagles Tony? got two of them. The Eagles got two of them. They got two guys where it's like, yeah, those are number one receivers. Dallas had two. There you go. Wish we had Amari Cooper still on the on the roster. There's your Amari Cooper thing for the week, guys. I got Patrick Mahomes. I got Travis Kelsey. I got Andy Reid. I just have a feeling that we're not going to see a Mahomes loss. I feel like we're going to see him get back, get a win, and Philadelphia, despite the great season they've had, it does matter who you play at times. Maybe they're not 100% battle-tested, and maybe a guy in Jalen Hurts who hasn't been here before, a coach in Nick Sirianni who hasn't been here before, a whole roster who pretty much hasn't been here before, maybe they don't play as great as they have, you know, in the as they did in the regular season. I could very well see that happening. That's kind of what I see happening. And I got the Chiefs winning. There you go. Yeah, I was, yeah, so I also got the Chiefs winning. But, man, this game is splitting hairs between splitting who, hairs. I gonna, who I think is going to win. You know what I'm excited for? Hmm. Great football on my TV. Hopefully a close game. Yeah. You know, friends and family watch, sitting around watching the game. Great food. Super Bowl is awesome. Rihanna concert right in the middle. Bronx kicking a field goal. That's going to be fun. Yeah. You know, that's going to be a good time to uh, kick a kick a destiny. I think we're calling it the kick a destiny. So uh, I'm hyped for that. Rihanna, which is always a good time. I'm excited for this. Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. I'm in. I, I think Patrick Mahomes reminds everybody why he's the best player on the planet. He's that guy. He's going to say Jalen Hurts. Great season. Try again next year. You can have the seat next to me, but I'm still that guy, 100%. So uh, a couple X factors, though, that I'm looking at. Let me see how you think about this before we get to our top 10 players in this game. I think the number one factor in this game are the health or is the health of the two quarterbacks. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Like if Jalen Hurts' mm-hmm. shoulders hurt and he's overthrowing folks still, or if Mahomes' ankle isn't the case, right? That's got to be the X factor. If one guy's a little healthier than the other, maybe we see that team having the edge. So – that's what I'm mainly looking at. Who's going to be the healthier? Are they both at 100% or close to, you know, and then like Hertz, who has the perfect roster, you know, has all that expectation on him, I feel like. I feel like all the expectations on him, hey, you have the best defense in the league. We had four guys or something who had 10 sacks. We got two number one receivers. Our whole offense is built around you. 
I feel like all the pressures here on Jalen Hurts in comparison to Patrick Mahomes, who it's like, hey, people are saying I got to have a master class performance to beat this defense, to beat this secondary. Uh, you know, and I think no matter what happens with Patrick Mahomes, he's kind of playing with house money because even if he loses this game by 20, like you said earlier, I think I'm still saying he's the best uh he's the best quarterback in football. I think I'm still saying that. So I think he's kind of playing with house money, though he has the most to gain all time status wise. And Hurts at this point in time kind of has all the pressure, right? Yeah, I want to say all the pressure. I think there's pressure if the critics of Patrick Mahomes will say he's one and two in Super Bowls. Not great. Yeah. Uh, and maybe and definitely had a chance to win both the Super Bowls. Wasn't extremely outmatched in either one of them. So people are always going to point to that if he doesn't win. But I mean, the Jalen Hurts also has the pressure. Like I don't, I don't hate that. Last time, right? Last time the Jalen Hurts played in a championship game, he got benched in the second half. <laughs> That's true. Not not NFC championship. Actually, yeah, he he came out in the end in the NFC title game too. <laughs> Why well, I, I meant the I meant the no, you're right. I know I know we're talking college here. Well, I two yeah, in. two went in. Yeah, I, I get it. But how's he gonna do? Yeah, in the biggest game of his career, I, I'm I think Jalen Hurts is gonna play well. I am rooting for Jalen Hurts. I, I I hope he plays very well. Shuts up the doubters and is like, hey, I'm a franchise guy. I'm a top five quarterback in this league. I'm hoping we see a performance like that in the best game possible. Just don't know if we're going to. Okay, let's go ahead and look at. Do we think are the top ten players in this year's Super Bowl? And see if that is anything, you know, if that leans any way as far as who we're picking. So at this point in time, we're both picking Kansas City. Then let's now let's go through and pick with you the 10 best players. Barely. Maybe this will lean one way. Maybe we will have a change of opinion after we go through this. Okay, top 10. You want to start one through 10? Yeah, probably. Okay, so Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the Super Bowl, right? Yep. <laughs> okay. Yep, who's probably the best player in the world? Definitely <laughs> yeah. the best quarterback. Yeah, so who's second? He's the most think? important position. Uh, I put Jalen Hurts a second because oh, okay. I think quarterback yeah. is the most important position in all of sports, let alone football, let alone in the big game. You need a quarterback that's going to come through, deliver. He's been great all season, probably had the second best year out of any quarterback, mm-hmm. despite the guy who's playing across from him. him. He's He's been incredible all year. I can't not rank him second when he plays the most important position in sports. That's fair. I did go with Travis Kelsey. We were having this conversation earlier just because he is the best player at his position. You could even make an argument he's the best player at his position at all time. Like, he's starting to get in that territory. Not quite yet, yeah. but it's starting to get into that territory. At least he's in the, yeah, I mean, we're talking. We are talking. And which we brought up last week. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, what would a ring mean where we break down what winning the Super Bowl would mean for all the players, you know, or a lot of the players on both teams. Go check out last week's episode. But yeah, Travis Kelsey, I put him at two. I think I think they had the two best players in this game, and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. And then after that, for me, is when it really gets interesting. Who uh, I had Jason Kelsey, Travis's brother, at three. So no diss to Jalen Hurts. I did have Jason ahead of him at three. Travis brothers back to back, and then I had Jalen Hurts at four. Not to jump too far ahead, but Jalen Hurts fans, not no diss, and I had Jalen Hurts at four. <laughs> uh, so who'd you have at three? At three, I went Travis Kelsey. Okay. I Like I said, if you don't count in how important the position is, because obviously quarterback is so important. Yeah, duh, I think you could make an argument that Travis Kelsey is number one. <laughs> he's so good. He's, he's, he's unguardable. And 
every team has the idea that we just need to stop Travis Kelsey for this to hinder this Chiefs offense. And there are very few teams out there that ever are able to do that. What was that game earlier this year? He had like like less than twenty yards, but like four or five touchdowns. I think he gets the Raiders. I think. <laughs> like that was crazy, man. Like they're trying to like, like they their game plan worked until they hit the red zone, and then it's like, hey, I'm going to score every touchdown possible. So like even then, like that shows you it's so hard to contain him from from you know goalpost to goalpost, super hard. I had Jalen Hurts at four, though. Jalen Hurts, I, I had Jason Kelsey at three. I think he is the most important piece to that offensive line. Best offensive line in football. So I put Jason Kelsey right there. That man is an unmovable force who's going to move you and help Jalen Hurts get that first down. I think they're like, they've barely not got, every time they've went for it in like fourth down QB sneaks, they've basically gotten it this season. He's the biggest reason why. I'm going to go Jason Kelsey at three. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to Jason Kelsey at four. Okay. Because I think whoever wins this game between the Kelsey brothers, the one that wins kind of has an argument to be the best player at their position of all time. They'll have two rings and and be maybe the most important piece on either one of those teams. Like, Jason Kelsey has been incredible as a center his entire career. No, I don't know if any center has ever been that athletic. And, and he's he, not the biggest guy is the thing. No. Like he's not the biggest guy in that line. He's not. And he's the best by far. Yeah. yeah. And he's yeah, been far, like yeah. that his entire career. He's a, he's probably a first ballot hall of famer. If he, I mean, he, he is first ballot hall of famer yeah. if he wins this game and he's a hall of famer regardless. So I have you Jason had, Kelsey at number four. Okay. I Jalen hurts at four. You, you said it second, the most important position you had him at two. I got him at four. Got those guys slightly ahead, but I think he is a top five player here. Other guys are just so much more accomplished in comparison to Jalen. I couldn't quite put him again, uh, quite ahead them quite yeah. yet. Let's keep moving though. Number five, I went with Chris Jones, a guy Same. who doesn't always get talked about when you're talking about some of the best defensive linemen in the league. He I mean, he can almost get under undershadowed, undervalued at times. I feel like, and now people are really starting to value Chris Jones. I'm happy about it. And I think he has a chance to really be a game wrecker in this one. If he can, if he can put some pressure on Kelsey. If anyone's going to do it, I think Chris Jones can. So he's going to have to be huge in this game for the Chiefs to get this win. Put some pressure on Jalen Hurts. I got him at number five. Yeah, I also have him at number five. Uh, when he's on, he might be the best defensive lineman in football. He's unblockable when he's on. When he's and- on. Yeah, but he does – there are times where he kind of disappears. And mm-hmm. I do worry about That's Chris why we Jones. hear him not talking about it and stuff. Go ahead, though. Go ahead. I do worry about Chris Jones a little bit going up against this great Philly offensive line. But if anyone's going to show out, it's gonna have it'll, be, to. It'll, be, it'll be Chris Jones. Yeah, it's going to have to. We both had Chris at five. I had Lane Johnson at six. We saw what that line looked like when he missed those past, those last couple of weeks. Not the same. We know how, how important he is to that unit. I got Lane Johnson at six. I think he's probably the best right tackle in football, right? I'm a Tristan Wirfs, but yeah. Uh, He's never going to go get your guy. He's a, he's a top right tackle. He's a top right tackle. They they are number one and number two. I don't really care about the order. Okay. But. (laughs) I at forgot number about six, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, Lane Johnson's incredible. If you want to talk about an athlete, Lane Johnson played quarterback coming into college, has like a scrambling quarterback, and just plays right tackle in the NFL. Yeah. He went from quarterback to tight end to tackle. And he's playing with a torn torn abdominal muscle and a torn groin. Like, this guy's a warrior. Like, that dude's battling through pain right now. Like, you know how painful every time? And at that position, you know where – a lot of that strength is coming from when you're blocking your legs and your core, I bet, right? Your core is probably super important at a time like that. Yet he's hurting every single time the ball snaps, right? Like crazy, crazy. But So did I, you have Lane at six or no? I, I did not have Lane okay. Johnson at six. I went Javon Hargrave at six. Okay. Elaborate. Yeah. Javon Hargrave had 11 sacks from the interior. Playing primarily a one and three technique, which if you don't know what that means, it means he's lined up between the center and the guard, or the gu- yeah, between the center and the guard. Like this, this guy—that's not typically where guys get sacks because the quarterback can see you coming. Hit, people are seeing him coming, and there's nothing they can do about it. Right. Javon Hargrave is an incredible pass rusher from the interior, and he's a great run stopper. And he plugs holes. He does everything you want out of your D tackle. He's been maybe the best D tackle in football this year, year year round. I went Javon Hargrave at six. No, I really like it. I'm kind of scratching my head. I think I overlooked them whenever I was doing mine, but that's a phenomenal pick. I had Lane at six. I went Lane Johnson at seven. Okay, you went Lane at seven. Okay, yeah. so we just talked about how great Lane Johnson is. We don't have to do it again. He's phenomenal. I had Hassan Reddick at seven. How many, I think what this dude has like 16 and a half sacks, I believe this season, like was an absolute monster, was the leader of that unit. And I, I, he's got to be on the list. I got him at seven. I don't need to say anything else. The dude's an animal. Yeah. He's been an elite pass rusher this year. And I believe he is a Philly hometown kid too. Is he? Is he from Philly? I mean, I know he went to Temple, which is in Philadelphia. Mm. So I like it. So. Can you, at, there you go. Homegrown. So seven, so seven, I went Lane Johnson at eight. I went Creed Humphrey. Yeah. Good one pick. of the best names in football. He's got good a sick. He had a uh, sick mullet there for a while. I don't know if he still does. But you want to talk about athletics, athletic offensive linemen. That is him. He has the brains. He has the physical abilities. Creed Humphrey is the second best center in football behind Jason Kelsey. He's I the was leader thinking that, that yeah. he's the leader of the offensive line. You can make it people there's gonna be a lot of uh talk about how good these quarterbacks are, how they could be the best two quarterbacks in football. Right. Not enough people are talking about how we have the best two centers playing against each other. Jason Kelsey and Creed Humphrey. Creed Humphrey number eight. Here on DTS, we got you. Out there in the trenches, we you know our guy Tanner Files got you. So that eight, that was Creed Humphrey at eight. Mm -hmm. I had A.J. Brown as my eighth best player in the Super Bowl. Absolutely has changed that Eagles offense, similar to the way Amari Cooper changed the offense for Dak Prescott and the the Dallas Cowboys. Jalen Hurts with two number one wide receivers has had a a complete shot of confidence, it seems like, this year, taking shots downfield. It's been super up until the playoffs, at least has been super accurate as well with his, with his long ball. He has been a game changer for Philadelphia. I honestly think Adrian Brown has a chance to win Super Bowl MVP in this game. If he goes off, I, don't I, hate think, it. I think he's a chance to win the MVP. I think he's eighth. There we okay. go. 
He's in. I had Creed though at number nine. Okay. I had Creed Humphries at number nine. I got to give him some respect from the big guys. I think, as you said, offensive lineman, defensive lineman, even can at times be overlooked, especially, especially offensive lineman can be overlooked. Creed Humphrey makes the list and is number nine for me. At number nine, I had a player you had earlier on your list, Hassan Reddick. Nice. Hassan Reddick has been great this year. Hassan Reddick has been really, really good at football since they stopped trying to make him play off-ball linebacker, which is not the natural position for him. Ever since he's transitioned to pass rusher the second half of the 2020 season, he's been a great player. He's had double-digit sacks all three of those years coming back to Philadelphia. like He's been, he's been great. I don't know why anybody would – not want Hassan Reddick. And there were a lot of people that thought Hassan Reddick was not good at football for a while. It's just, they didn't have him play in the right position. The coaching He's, man, they, the, they have completely changed like in the past two seasons, one se- season, even like they're doing things differently. They're finding talent, putting them in the right places. I like your pick. Uh, I had Darius Slay final pick for me. Number 10. I had okay. Darius Slay as my final pick. I think you got to give a shout to what was, the top rated secondary <laughs> exactly man let's give a shout out to him he's gonna be making probably a big play in the super bowl he's gonna have to make a big play in this super bowl for to give the, his eagles a chance to win this game or a better chance to win this game doing what he's been doing all season long the best secondary in football and the best corner in there i got darius slay makes the cut for me he's number 10 okay i don't hate it uh darius slay didn't have a great second half of his season. James Bradbury outplayed him down the stretch on his own team. But you got to trust that veteran experience. I still he's think great. he's the best and, corner and, on the team. And he was dominant the entire year. Like, I mean, the beginning of the year, he was he was a, in conversation for defensive player of the year at one point. Like, he's 100%. He's been great. He's a great player. But at number 10, I went, AJ, I went AJ Brown. Oh, okay. Couldn't leave him off the list. He's what buff bat is he buff Batman? I like it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean he's been yeah, I like unguardable. It. Like he he does it all at receiver. He is the big he play threat for yeah. this Eagles team. He is number ten for me for all the reasons you listed earlier. I think he could win the MVP, man. Yeah, I, I, I think it's super possible. It. He busts for a huge run, a couple tutties, and we we are giving that thing to AJ Brown. Couple of uh, honorable mentions. Couple guys that didn't make the cut. Yeah, a bunch of Eagles that just missed out on the cut. Devontae Smith, great, almost just as good as AJ Brown at this point. Close. He's been one of the best route runners in the NFL. Oh yeah. Uh, Josh Josh Sweat, another elite pass rusher on the outside. I think he gets a little less attention than Hassan Reddick, and uh, than Hassan Reddick, and because of that, he faced a lot of single matchups, mm. but he wins those matchups. Right. Team. Jordan Maliata, a guy who didn't even play college football, was a, I think a rugby rugby player in like New Zealand before he came to the NFL, and now he's Atta just boy. dominating guys at this sport too. Oh, you and guys then, wear helmets? Nice. <laughs> and then you mentioned Darius Slay That's... earlier. He was on my honorable missions, and so was his cornerback room mate, James Bradbury. No, I like it. I like it. I didn't have that many, but that just kind of shows you how many Eagles like could be on this list, how deep yep. that roster is at pretty much at almost every position. And yep. 
it's scary. It's hard to pick against that. Like it, it's very hard to pick against that. There's a reason they are favored, even though it's like a point and a half. There is a reason they're favored in this game. It's going to take a big performance, if not the best performance, one of the best performances of, of his career by a Patrick Mahomes to win this game, which is what I'm banking on. Yeah. Uh, Eagles are the better team. Chiefs win this game. Yep. There we go. We're both on the same page. Really quickly, before we go to break, about five minutes or so, your guy, man, your guy. I was thinking of you when this thing came out. I was like, I'm not too upset because I, I, I tweeted as soon as we beat you. Hey, we're sending Brady to the booth. So I was kind of thinking he was heading that way anyway, but he made it official. Tom Brady retired the goat no more. How are you feeling? Was well, obviously a Tampa Bay Buccaneer for three seasons, won one Super Bowl with you guys. How are you feeling today? You kind of over it? Because I know last year we went through this kind of same thing. You were really going through it last season, and you were feeling phenomenal a couple of weeks later. Like, is it comparable to that? Where are you right now, my friend? No, I think I was a little more prepared for it this time because yeah. of last year. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was I last year I had no idea he was even thinking about it really until he announced he was going to retire, and then whatever it was, thirty nine days when he came back. Something along those lines, I think 39 or 31, something like that. He comes back. I don't foresee him doing that this time. So I think we need to have some Tom Brady legacy talk. Okay. It's not, it's not close for best quarterback of all time. He's clearly, clearly, clearly above Montana and Manning. I, I don't think that's a debate. He is probably the best football player of all time. He could be the best athlete of all time he's in that conversation maybe yeah. not best i mean best might be the wrong word but the greatest greatest he might be uh yeah let's just compare his statistical numbers because that's how you measure greatness a lot of times most completions of all yeah. time most touchdowns of all time most yards of all time most wins of all time, mm-hmm. most playoff wins of all time, most Super mm-hmm. Bowl appearances, most Super Bowl wins. And he did it for two different teams. For three like decades. Was, like, he proved it wasn't a part of the system. He did it in a different system. He has a yeah, Hall of Fame career in his 20s, his 30s, and his 40s. Yeah. He – what more could the guy have possibly done to prove he's the greatest? Nothing. It's it's not that close. I think the Bucks need to speak from the Buccaneers side. They need yeah. to immediately retire his, number, retire his number this year. I say build a statue of him. It's the yeah, best. Yeah, it's statue. It's the, yeah. Best, it's, it's the best three-year run our franchise has ever had. You could argue late 90s into the early 2000s. Yeah. But – no, this is the best run we've ever had. We won the Super Bowl. We set our franchise record for wins. Mm-hmm. And we won the division back-to-back times, which we've never done. Wow. This, Yeah. Like, like, what more could he have done coming to Tampa? A team that is historically a losing Bad. franchise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy made our team relevant for three years. I couldn't be more thankful if he comes back. And it's not for Tampa Bay, which I don't think it will be if he comes back. Yeah. Good for him. I hope he succeeds. Yeah. I agree, man. I agree. Everything you just said, I think, is heartfelt from the heart. I think it's on point as well. 
best player ever. It's not even close. You can't talk about him and another player in the NFL. I don't I don't even want to have that conversation because I, I think you're wrong if you're going to bring that I conversation. I saw a bunch of those conversations this week, and they were all idiotic. They were ridiculous. It's It's what you said. It is the all-time conversation with him as far as like Michael Jordan, Muhammad. Like You're talking about all-time athletes now, and that's when you can have the debate. That's that's a real debate. Then that is when you can okay. I I can make conversations that's may maybe better than Tom Brady. Maybe I can find one. Maybe maybe like a Michael Jordan or something out there. But it's not easy. Maybe one day we'll have that conversation. Yeah, okay. Undefeated, never lost the fight. Hey, we'll have the conversation another time. I I'm not saying it could be Tom. It could be Mike. Mike's Mike's We both know. I know. We both know. I feel Mike's that guy. Okay, let's keep it going. Take, let's take a little break, though. Take a little break. Come back. And then speaking of how Mike's that guy, guy like LeBron James, probably passing a guy like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as soon as tonight. When you're listening to this, we might have a new all-time leading score. Also, some NBA trade deadline stuff. Tons have happened. I say we take a quick break. Come back. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right, guys. That's Tanner. I'm Casey. We'll be right back. All right, and welcome back. Like we said in the first half of the show, let's transition to the NBA. And, man, we've already gotten our Woj bomb of the season. So we got that out the way. We got our Woj bomb. Kyrie Irving is in Dallas. He requested a trade, what, like Friday or went Thursday? Earlier last week, Thursday, Friday, maybe Wednesday, he requested a trade. Then Saturday, he gets moved to Dallas for Spencer Dinwiddie. Dorian Finney-Smith, a 2029 first-round pick and a couple of second-round picks, which I don't care at all about. I barely even care about that first-round pick, but since it's a first, I'll bring it up. So they trade Finney-Smith, Dinwiddie, a first-round pick, some scraps for Kyrie Irving. What were your first initial thoughts when you saw it? Was it too much, just enough? What were your thoughts? Uh, my first thoughts whenever he requested a trade yeah, was, that was, the, crazy. Was, was the pretends-to-be-shocked meme. You know, the, oh, no, Kyrie Irving trying to force his way out of somewhere. Oh, weird. I thought he was done with that. I kind of thought he was done. I kind of thought he was just going to play basketball this season. You thought posting things on his Instagram story was leading to him playing basketball? No, but since then, he's quieted down. He got a slap on the wrist. He got suspended. He had to. No, yeah, yeah. He's quieted down and he's played basketball. He's just been focusing. I don't think he's missed too many games. And and then this comes out of nowhere almost. It's like, bro, you guys were winning games. You're playing pretty well. You're the four seed in the Eastern Conference. And then he went to trade. But I think he went to a good spot. I think pairing up with Luca to me makes a lot of sense. Uh, Two guys combined for – they combined for over 60 points per game. That's – My gosh. Yeah, that's insane. Two players, bro. Who, yeah, who wouldn't want 60 points a game out of two guys? From their backcourt? Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take yeah, 60 I mean, from I my backcourt. I mean, you give up a little bit. You get Those pieces aren't nothing, but they're not Kyrie Irving. And isn't the goal to win a championship in the NBA? This, yeah. put, this puts their ceiling at winning a championship. Yeah, pretty Before much. Before that, their, their ceiling was not that. Like Western now, Conference Finals, you know, it's kind yeah, of and, ceiling. Yeah. And then their their floor, I think, is probably still the same. I'm just fizzling out, and the, like they could lose a first round series. I wouldn't be that surprised. Yep. But yep. or Kyrie Irving could 
not play, and I guess they could lose those guys for pretty much nothing. nothing. He could not he could not resign for them. But I think you were mentioning to me off mic, they get a huge cap break if he yeah, leaves. Dude, they'll get so like so they go sign dollars. another. They can go sign another max free agent. So it doesn't. It's not a dumb move. I think the move makes a lot of sense for the Mavericks. I'm a hundred percent with you. 110%. I saw this and I said, yes, finally, we got Luka Doncic, his second best player, a co-star. Like, what have we been saying for so long? Like, man, the Mavs are a good team. Like, they're a good team. They have a great player, but they lack the star power to get out of the Western Conference. Who do you have to go through? Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Jordan Plew, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green. Like, like you don't have that type of company on the Dallas Mavericks roster. Not that many people do, to be sure. To be fair. But you look at the Warriors, who are a 500 team right now. You know, their best player, Steph Curry, just got hurt again. Who knows if they're going to make the playoffs? Who knows if they're going to be, you know, a top team in the Western Conference, if we even have to go through them? The time is now, right? The time is now. We need a number two player. And like I said, we like Spencer Dinwiddie. We like Dorian Finney-Smith. That 2029 first-round pick, you're picking in the later end of the round anyway. How much is he going to help? Uh, Luka Doncic trying to win a championship. What is that kid in eighth grade? Yeah, like I don't give I a crap like about us. <laughs> yeah, Tanner, you're teaching him right now. Okay, tell him to work on his ball handling and and pa- sharing the ball, passing to others. But man, not just shooting threes. Don't just shoot threes, young guys. Either way, you're not just Steph Curry. I don't care about a 2029 first round pick. I don't care about two second round picks. You gave up a 17 point score and a five assist night a guy. A, a good player. You gave up a three and D guy, probably your best defender on the roster. So that is a big blow. That's the biggest blow is losing your, your most versatile defender on the roster. That's a blow. That's going to come into, to come to bite you come postseason time. But Dinwiddie, I'm not losing any sleep. You upgraded Spencer Dinwiddie. And then what did they have such great success at last season? They had a combo guard, a guy alongside Luca. And Jalen Brunson, who had his best season, a career season. He could have been an all-star in New York this year. They upgraded that as well to Kyrie Irving. To Kyrie Irving. You said it. They they averaged like 60-something points together. He puts up like 28 points a game, 27 points a game. They kept Hardaway Jr. They kept Christian Wood. They kept a couple young guys they like. uh, Like Josh Green, Jaden Hardy. They like these young guys in the roster. They kept everyone they liked. Pretty much. They lost in Woody, who you didn't want to pay him, you know, 100 million for four years. You didn't want to give him the money he probably wanted anyway. And then you lose your best defender. Again, that's that's worth doing for an official number two. Okay. Second best player, co star. This works perfectly, right? This should work perfectly when you're looking at it. I don't, I, I've heard, I've heard, you know, their games don't work, but. How don't their games work? What do the Dallas Mavericks do? Isolation. They play isolation basketball, mainly because of Luka, but they play isolation basketball most in the league. What does Kyrie Irving love to do? Score on isolation. Like give him the ball, get out of the way, let him go score. Same thing with Luka Doncic. And then what does uh, what is Luka so great at? Scoring early in games. What is he not so great at? Scoring late in games because he's burnt out. He's tired by the end of the game. Kyrie Irving leads the league in fourth quarter points. Kyrie's a closer. In in fourth quarter points per game. He's a closer. He starts the game. He finishes it. Great catch and shoot shooter. I don't know what I'm missing that this is such a bad trade for Dallas. He leave he leaves. Okay, worst case, like 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 we talked about, 
you have $30 million roughly in cap space, go sign somebody. It, this is a great move. Put your chips all in and go try and win a championship. I love it. They never really did this with Dirk. They're doing it with Luca. It's great. Yeah. You're not going to win a championship with Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian Vinny Smith. You can win a championship. I don't think they will. I'm not saying they're going to win a championship. I'm saying you can win a championship with Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving. I think so. I think it's possible. At least you can get to a championship, I think. I think you can win the Western Conference. How it's currently set up, I think you can win a Western Conference where, yes, the Denver Nuggets are a really good team. Do we truly think they're going to win the Western Conference? Do we truly think they're going to win? The Clippers. Is Kawhi Leonard going to be playing in the postseason? Is Paul George going to be playing the postseason? The Warriors. Is Steph Curry going to be playing? Like, there's so many questions right now. Get Did you see help. Did you see the clip of Kyrie Irving practicing today with the Mavericks? Why was he wearing pants? <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> that he was just wearing sweatpants. That was I was your... like, dude. I was like, dude, you're at practice. Where he likes his sweatpants. Shorts. Kyrie, if you don't know, though, Kyrie kind of wears his sweatpants a lot like that. Were they baggy? Yeah. Yeah, they were super baggy. Yeah, he loves those, dude. And, and you know, he's going <laughs> through his legs a million times. How are you doing it with baggy pants like that? I don't get it. I can barely do it with jeans on. How are you doing it with baggy pants on? I don't get that at all. He likes that, though. I, to your point, I've seen him wear that a million times. So he likes that. It's that, that, That's his thing, bro, the baggy pants. So I think we are at the same thing, though, despite his off-court problems, because, man, there are off-court problems. But I'm also not going to sit here and go on a list and name everything bad a guy's done. Like, I'm not going to do that. Say the guy shouldn't play in the NBA. Well, you know, they shouldn't take a chance on him. He's yeah, a I mean, great it's not like talent. He's, okay. It's not like he's like a violent guy. It's not like yeah. he's like, like he Sean has Watson. Like assault charges. Yeah. Sean Watson. It's not like, like he has sexual abuse charges. Like, come on. Like, come on. There are, yeah. there are worse things. I, I, I'm not giving him any pass. There's yeah, no pass. Yeah, yeah, I exactly. don't agree with anything he has said or done. Yeah, exactly. But we don't need to bring up his resume every time something happens. We don't need to do that. We're not going to do that. He's a great player. And this is a good trade for the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. And it's a good opportunity for Kyrie Irving to prove he can still be a great teammate and get paid. Yeah. Chance to get a contract. Because uh, I think if he doesn't perform well here and doesn't show that he can be a part of this team and play with another star and Luca Lakers, I think, the fu- I think the future of his career is very different. Lakers or bust, bro. This is important <laughs> for Kyrie Irving. I mean, there were still like a handful of teams interested, but like, yeah, to your point, like that, that list. But I mean, if he doesn't work out this time, is what I'm saying. It shrinks, bro. Yeah, it shrinks even more. I think there are like four or five teams interested. That goes down to probably like one or two. And like, you're probably just looking at the Los Angeles Lakers at that point or, you know, some other team where it's like you're that thirsty for star talent. Not great. We'll see. Are you? You're. I bet you're upset, though. Really quickly. Are you a little upset he didn't go to the, to the Lakers? Yes. Are you a little yes, upset? Yes, I really, Yep. I really thought he was going to. I figured I was sitting there. And I'm like, I know Tanner. I know my brother, Ben. I know they are just dying for a Kyrie to L.A. trade. And I was no, saying when on Twitter. No, when he like, a trade, I was, I was like, Kyrie's a Laker. I was like, I might. You were getting ready to buy that jersey. <laughs> I was like, man, Kyrie and LeBron redemption story. This is going to be crazy. It's tough. That would, that would have been tough, but no, not the case. Dallas had better pieces. He goes to Dallas. That's that's the end of the day. Okay, though. Dallas is my current pick, though, to end that. To end that. 
My current pick to probably win the West are the Dallas Mavericks for a why not. They got the talent. They got the two players. I'm going to pick Dallas at this point in time to win the West right now. Why not? I I want to see it, I think. I think I want to see it in a game or two just to make sure it's not super weird. Before, like, I want to, I got to see Kyrie Irving play basketball for the Dallas Mavericks before I can take him. I mean, I don't blame you. That's that's probably the rational thing to do, but I'm just going to say it. I think they're going to win the West right now. Okay. Trade deadline on Thursday. Decent amount of moves could be happening. We had that big one with Kyrie, obviously. Teams to watch are the Toronto Raptors, OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Fleet. Three guys constantly getting brought up in trade discussions. And if you're looking at the Raptors right now, they're 25 and 30. They're the 11th seed in the Eastern Conference. And if you're looking who's above them, the Pacers, like some teams who really have no business being ahead of the Toronto Raptors. I think they could be leaning into a rebuild saying, hey, <laughs> this just simply ain't it. Let's try and keep rebuilding with some younger players, get some talent, get some picks. Watch for those three players. Um, the Jazz as well, we know they just started their rebuild last year, but they got some players like Jordan Clarkson, Mike Conley, Jared Vanderbilt, not that well-known a name. Hot commodity right now on the trade market, even for my Golden State Warriors even, so watch out for a Jared Vanderbilt trade. Uh, the Jazz are always looking for picks. I That would be my bet if I was betting Westbrook goes anywhere. You get maybe, Jared, you get maybe a Mike Conley, a Jordan Clarkson, and you move a first-round pick or two with Russell Westbrook, That's that maybe is what you get to do after missing out on Kyrie Irving. I don't know. Watch out for the Jazz, though, looking for some draft picks. Uh, my Warriors, James Wiseman, Moses Moody. Still sad, Tanner. You know how much I like these young guys. I want them to succeed. I want I want them to play. Like, I just want, I want to see them play. I want to see if they fit. And we really haven't had that much of an opportunity. Wiseman doesn't seem like he fits. And he's so much money just to keep on your bench. So probably see a James Wiseman trade coming up here soon. You need another big. And then Moses Moody isn't even in the rotation. And guys like Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb are. And I love Ty Jerome, UVA guy. But come on, he's not even breaking the rotation. You get these two-way players playing heavy minutes ahead of him. Like, if that's the case, move on and get someone something to help your team, someone who can fill that Gary Payton the second, that Otto Porter Jr. role, because that's what they're missing right now. They're missing those two players. I think the Warriors could move those two guys, though I'm going to be upset if they do. Lakers are probably going to move Westbrook because expiring deal, they need some assets, doesn't care. Even though, like, how would you feel? You saw the LeBron, you saw the LeBron interview, right? With Michael Wilbon. Did you see that? Uh, what part about it? Asking about how upset he was about not getting Kyrie Irving. He was oh, like, no, man, he was saying, I'm always going to act like I'm not, I'm not going to act like I'm not upset, you know, missing out on a great talent like that. A guy I have great chemistry with a guy. I think we had a great chance to win championships with basically saying, man, why is Russell Westbrook still on my team? <laughs> Cause that was the move. It was the, the trade was Russell Westbrook and two first round picks. Everyone knows that he's, he's out there crying, upset that his guy is still on his roster. Like, I just don't love that move, LeBron, but they're going to move Westbrook is my takeaway. They're, they're going to move him if they're still talking about how they're still upset he's on the team. Goodness gracious, I think a move has to happen, right? Like a move has to happen. Yeah, yeah, I think Westbrook moves at some point before our next show. Yeah, because Thursday's the deadline, so yeah. Any other trades? Mm, 
the Nets just made a trade. I think his name was like Kessler Edwards, something like that. They traded him for like cash or for, for a pick or something. So they opened up a roster spot in Brooklyn. So maybe that tells you they're making a, a trade where they're bringing in a couple of players. So they needed that extra roster spot. So maybe Brooklyn's not done. So, so you're talking about LeBron earlier. Yeah. Not uh, being happy with Westbrook. Yeah. By the time people listen to this, LeBron's going to be the best scorer of all time. Yeah. The best scorer of all time or the leading scorer of all time? Both. Hmm, That's a conversation. I don't know if I agree with him being the best scorer of all time. And... The th- only thing is, like, what is his? I don't. I like to say, like, what's his go-to move? I was hearing this talk the other day on the radio. Like, what is LeBron's go-to move? And it's not a diss necessarily, but like, yes, you think you, you, move, so. you think about any other all-time scorer, and they pretty much have like a shot, right? Like Kareem has the sky hook. Kobe had the fallaway jumper. Michael Jordan was very similar to that the fallaway jumper, the fadeaway jumper. His little is also his, his reverse his lay, his special his spectacular layup pat or layup uh, package is the word I'm looking for. Like, what is LeBron? Is it like the looking down three? Is it just like driving straight to the lane? Like, I don't know what LeBron's core move is, but he scored the most points in NBA history. Like, that's crazy. I think it's a uh, drive to the rim and put a shoulder into your chest. And like get out where you're gonna what? score a basket. <laughs> yeah, like like I'm putting the ball in the hoop. I'm driving there. You're not gonna stop me. I just thought that was kind of interesting. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what LeBron's signature shot is. Not to say it's a diss or anything, but I also I don't know. I don't know. I'm not prepared for this conversation right now. Best score of all time. He's in the conversation for sure, but like then you're talking about like pure skill, like. Kevin Durant, seven feet tall, and has all the skill of Steph Curry. Like it was just, it's just so hard. What's we'll that so hard? We got to talk about it, but I, I can't do it right now off the cuff. And I'm not gonna say he is off the cuff either. I'm not, I'm not giving it to him. But he's one of the best. But he'll be the leading scorer. He's the leading scorer in the NBA. I don't know what you can take away from the guy. He's gonna have the greatest, some of the greatest accomplishments you can possibly have. Like the greatest accomplishments, like the most points ever scored all over around. Like, and if he's not the best basketball player of all time, he's the second best basketball player of all time. Yeah. It's so hard. It's like, are, is he the best? Is he the greatest? What term are we going to use? Is he the most skilled best all around? Like there's a million terms you could use goat. Is he the goat? That's what it comes down to. I don't know if he is. <laughs> I don't know if this is that much. Is, is that's gonna, if it's going to change my opinion on him that much. But it's super impressive. And but like I kind of feel bad because like it's not it's exciting, but like I'm not that excited. <laughs> I hate to be that I hate to be mean or anything, but like I'm not that excited. I mean, it would be cooler if one this Super Bowl wasn't this week, and two, if the Lakers were good. Like, is it is that why I don't care? Like they're not good. So like I just I haven't been that interested in laker games this year i haven't been yeah. like i'll throw it on they're, they're, on, they're but like hard to watch yeah it's not fun i'm frustrated with who's out lebron's played well i don't want to make it sound like lebron's not played well lebron has been great this year it's been fantastic i just <laughs> wish he'd ask for a trade or like not extend or something i just wish something like that would happen which i think if something continues on 
LeBron James could be at his wits end and we see something this summer. Like truly, he's tweeting constantly. It seems like he's subtweeting his own management. Maybe it's me. He's out here tweeting like like me when I was a sophomore in high school at 2 a.m. Like that's what he's out here doing, man. Subtweet. Like I think something's got to happen. Good for him. Let's celebrate this. We don't necessarily have to compare him to Michael Jordan, but perhaps LeBron, man, super impressive. You are the most versatile basketball player of all time, and it's not close. Yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to probably leave it at that, my friend, but it's exciting. Let's go ahead and try and hop off this so we can go catch what could be the record-breaking bucket, the record-breaking performance. I don't know. I know he was getting decently close, but not quite there. He has 20 at halftime. Okay, 20 and a half time. 16 second half. We're going to have a new all-time leading score tonight. <laughs> that's that's We're going to have an all-time leading score today. He's going to score 16. Here we go. I, I'm feeling it. And then if he doesn't, it's Thursday. If he doesn't, it's Thursday against your Milwaukee Bucks. Everyone's going to be tuning in then. That was my idea. Kind of save yourself 10 points. You know, save yourself 10, 12, 8 points for Monday or for Thursday. Then you roll in, get it done in the first quarter. Everyone's happy. And you can go lose to Milwaukee and no one cares. Like that's that's ultimately what's that is what should have happened, what could happen, but maybe they'll get the win against OKC in the record breaking performance. Go follow us on Twitter really quickly, guys. Dudes underscore talking underscore pod on Instagram, dudes underscore talking underscore sports. Thanks for continuing to follow us on your po- uh, podcasting platforms. We are back. The hackers should be gone. Tanner, people though are trying to be us, apparently. Yeah, they people are. Stealing our identity. Uh, let's say we are the dudes talking sports. That's Tanner File. Oh, go ahead, though. We'll click that. Go ahead. Say, say if you see a podcast that's one minute long, <laughs> probably not real. Don't listen to it. Check out episode 145. <laughs> Obviously, right. But that's Tanner. I'm Casey. We're the dudes talking sports, and we'll see you again next week. What's going on, guys? You're listening to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my co-host, Tanner File.
So it's not like he's getting hurt and then he's going and coming back and playing the playoffs, or it's because he's playing deep in the playoffs. No, this is without trips to the postseason. He can't play in the regular season. You know? Yeah. And he's and never been in the big moments. Yeah. I mean, I think he's a good player. Go cards for sure. Uh, go Yankees. Growing up, I was a Yankee fan. As far as everyone listening, thank you all for your continued support. Go follow us on Twitter, dude, talking underscore pod, whatever platform you're listening on. Go give us a follow, a subscribe, a comment, a like, wherever you're, like, wherever you're uh, listening. Go show us some love. Uh, we appreciate everyone's support. Thank you for listening. We can get out. That's Tanner File. I'm Casey Foreman. Thank you guys for listening. I think that's going to be it for this week's episode of the Deuce Talking Sports. Sounds good. Deuce Talking Sports. Sports.